Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And don't forget, you can be part of the show. Just Quality Home Improvements open lines 1300 736 736 or text us 0427 154 166. Just Quality Home Improvements, experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawns and roof restorations. It's been a big day in 36's land men's and uh, as we spoke about at the start of the show. But now one of the legends of the club, Rupert Sapwell, is going to join us. Uh, Tire Power is the place to go for the holiday getaway sale. It's on now. Get up to $200 off Michelin Pilot Sport Range. Sapper, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Boys, I feel like... There's a there's a drug addict in my family. I love them unconditionally, but they keep letting me down. Yes, it's been uh, another yeah, unfortunate just, uh, day. Yeah, drama. Yeah, it has been. And uh, so yeah, the Sixers have made a move on CJ Bruton, and um, you know, the the coach is in the unenviable position of being the first to head on the block, regardless of anyone else. And when I started coaching, uh, that made me nervous that I was um, my job was at the mercy of other people's performance. And uh, to some extent, um, you know, Coach has got to take the blame or the credit for performance. But, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of players there who are underperforming as well. Sapper, I uh, believe the actual boys were out training at Trinity today. Um, and I'm guessing, they were. I'm guessing that you were hovering around somewhere. I uh, just want to ask I you, was. what was the feeling like in the group? Oh, you know. Standing uh, on the just, side of the court. Yeah, well, there was no one jumping around. That's for sure. You know, like there was, there was, uh, you know, there was understanding that, um, you know, they've one of their owners lost their job, and, um, you know, I mean, first and foremost, they did a great job in front of the kids, and they put put on a brave face. And Trenton Flowers uh, lived up to his nickname of King of the Kids, and he was awesome. And you know, Jalen Jalen Galloway out there, and and uh, DJ Vasiljevic took his shoes off and signed them and gave them to the school to auction off for school staff. I mean, they're doing a lot of great things around the community and you only have to look at the home court, uh, home game crowds to see how uh, much love they are and how unconditionally the the Adelaide public supports them. But just want to get some stability and some consistent performance out of them because, uh, yeah, the last couple of games have been rough and, you know, people will make what they can of the, the road trip down to Tassie from New Zealand. But um, what they put up was pretty poor. So, Sapper, we played some audio from Derek Rucker at the start of the show and he talked about the timing of CJ sacking and hating it and said that he should have had at least a few more games to see if they could stay in contention for playoffs. What is your thoughts on the timing of the sacking? Uh, well, you know, I think as a yeah, unconditional fan of the club, you never want to see the coach sacked and... Um, so there's a couple of different things here. One, you know, do they already think that the season is over? In which case, they want to move on and, and uh, know that there's doesn't didn't matter what CJ was going to do, not going to make the finals. So let's move on. Or do they think they actually still can make the finals and they want to make a change to see if they could? Um, based on that, I don't know what the internal monologue might have been with those who made the decision, but I would say uh, that it is. We were sputtering, and it was some good, some bad. It was definitely not all bad, uh, definitely not all good, of course. But the 
Yeah, there, there were some games, Bonds, that we called this year that they were unbelievable. Mm. But they're only unbelievable for a half. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the Wasps, they haven't put a, a full fourth quarter performance in, a full four-quarter performance in. And, and that is, you know, troubling for sure. Have they had their whole team the whole time? No. Trey Kell's been out. They haven't, they've only got two imports. So it's not like they're full... They're fully loaded uh, roster. They've been mucking around with, um, you know, lots of different combinations. And and uh, to CJ's credit, you know, when starters weren't getting the job done, and they weren't for quite a while, uh, they he did sub in bench and you know guys like um, Nick Marshall or um, Toy Smith Milner come in and give uh, great minutes. I mean, these these types of players are all capable, but what they haven't got. Um, like a Perth Wildcats might or a Sydney Kings might is very clear denominated um, roles and I'm the person who's going to take the shot and everyone else is going to help me get it. So those, you know, the Bryce Cottons of the world don't come around very often, of course, but it simplifies your game plan when you know you've got someone of that uh, calibre doing that. So, you know, early in the season, they made a change and um, pulled in DJ Vasiljevic, who is definitely a scorer at heart and there have been some interesting um, signs on how that might work in the future, but it's still, you know, there's a lot of other things going on there that, uh, you know, mainly defensively um, that would help ignite a fast break, which is where they should be. And then, of course, half-court offense just don't seem to be able to score anywhere. So that was a you know, rough time to, to run into a, a disciplined defensive team like the Jack Jumpers last weekend, which exacerbated and highlighted the problems. A lot of talk about the club coming out and uh, basically, oh, want a better term, whining about their their schedule and going to New Zealand and then having to wake up at 1am and get to the airport and 4am 4, 4 flights and all this type of thing. Do you think there was uh, a little bit of a mistake from, I guess, the coaching staff to put make that public and the players? Uh, oh. I don't know. When you're upset, you say a lot of stuff, don't you? So <laughs> sometimes you just uh, you, you're talking out, you know, you're, you're talking out aloud. You're thinking out aloud about some of the things that could have gone wrong. And um, you know, I don't think that's. Um, I mean, it's a rough schedule. I, I wouldn't want to do it. Uh, apparently, the NBL said that uh, they had options to go later if they wanted to, um, which meant, of course, less rest time when you get there. And you just, sometimes, you know, you, you're losing rest wherever you're going. You got to lose it after the game. Um, and you know, travel early or lose it, you know, before the game, like before the next game when you get in there late. So, I think you you know you make your choices and you stick with them. But yeah, that would have been a horror one, no question. No one wanted to do that. Uh, do you expect the best performance from a team? Um, tra- you know, with bad travel arrangements, possibly not, but still got to do it. So, you know, I think the there's still energy based things that. Um, fans want to see and I didn't see a whole lot of um, energy uh, there that was consistent and you know this, the, the offensive struggles were very real you know just when you haven't got that pep and you haven't got that confidence things start to snowball and I, I, it looks like a team that's lost confidence and lost direction so um, yeah unfortunately the um, coach gets the um, gets the chop but it could have been any number of players as well so you talk about the loss of energy, the direction, potentially the roles that aren't there and aren't obvious with the 36ers. Is that, do you think that's the main factor or is it as simple as we need better imports? We need to be able to attract better imports to be able to compete against the best teams. Yeah, well, roster construction is definitely a factor. 
we, we, you know, we don't have the you know, the the rusted old um, you know players look at the group and go, where are the Brett Mars? Where are the Kevin Brookses? They're not there. Yeah. So they they don't have the high quality uh, import now. Everyone wants to go and get a Bryce Cotton or a you know or get an Australian Mitch Creek or someone like that who's just going to carry teams through certain things. But uh, the reality is that um, you know it's a living organism a, a roster construction. You know, you um, different regimes have made choices um, that the next regime has to live with. So you know, not, CJ didn't sign all these players. Um, there's still some carryover contracts from elsewhere, and um, you know, then you sort of left to construct a roster based on what budget room you have left. And so these things are all tricky things for sure. But you know, no one has more con control than the coaches so they've got to um you know live with the roster that they've got and they're trying to uh, forge ahead with you know trying to i guess muscle through some wins just on you know being tricky but uh, you, know, you, you just don't have that caliber that truly high caliber um scorer there which they need and um you know the injury to trey kell was was bad timing because i think a, a dj vasiljevic trey kell combination at guard uh, has some merit they can you know, they're strong enough guards that they can guard a three man and you put a Mitch McCarron in there or a Sunday Detch and uh, all of a sudden you got some you know you got some makings of something good but just weren't able to click just couldn't get uh, enough clear open looks and when you're the worst three-point shooting team in the competition um, doesn't matter if you get open looks they just weren't making them yeah. uh, on the flip side of course uh, they've got a personality where they get into the line a lot so they're they're staying in games because they were, you know, smashing it in and forcing opposition teams to foul them and making a good percentage of their, their three their free throws. So there is a, you know, it looked like there was a, a plan offensively and they didn't overly overshoot three pointers, but you know, it just wasn't potent enough to to worry any of the good teams. So for the incoming incoming coach next season, then is the number one priority to look at the roster externally first of all and say this is what we need to bring to this group to be able to compete, or is it more so internally getting those roles and that energy and everything right? So uh, I'm the director of sport at Trinity College, and our groundskeepers twice a year do what they call scarifying the fields, yes. meaning that they just chop them back and really smash them up and it, and it really distresses the the grass and then it grows back greener. I think that's what the Sixers need, a scarification. Mm. Uh, I think we need to ch chop back uh, and start again. You know, I just think it's, uh, it's, it's busted up at the moment and the people are uh, suitably uh, embarrassed, I would say, players and, and uh, you know, club players people are putting these these groups together and that is a great uh, recipe for starting again and really getting on the same page because it's you know it's humbling and the best growth environments I've been in have been when you've been given you know your butt's been smacked and you're red raw and you're embarrassed and you're saying okay what am I going to do I'll do anything I can to make this work so I think a, a good scarification is important but you know living in what they've they've made now and learning from it and you know, next season starts now. Don't worry about this season. If if you if you focus on improvement, then you may end up doing well this season and sneaking into a playoff situation. It's not dead and buried. But what you should be doing is making sure, okay, who are the guys we've got for next year? Okay, we've got to put some time into those because we've got them. And then you know, who are the other guys that are going to um, help us 
play the style of play that we want to play. And, you know, Scott Minnis has got a big job ahead of him for sure. And, um, you know, see if we can uh, hold the public's attention on this. But really, it's about establishing a, a 36 style of play. Sapa, last question before we let you go. Should the club just go to Trevor Gleeson and say, what do you want? Uh, I've often thought that. I'm a Trevor Gleeson fan. Um, you know, I hate his sideline demeanour. He's, he's a constant complainer, but geez, he's, a, he's a good coach. And people who have played for him have not necessarily enjoyed his coaching style, but they are left with no reservations as to what their role is. So someone who is clear enough to establish roles and hold them to account with an iron fist uh, is what Trevor Gleeson brings. Can other people bring that for, you know, less? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, it's the Sixers are, are not, you know, they're not um, afraid to, to spend and, ex- uh, and explore what is out there. But I would say that, you know, at some stage, just got to draw a line in the sand and go, this is the team we're going to stick with and we've got to stick with it and we've got to let it roll. Now, it's nice, it's easy to say that from my seat. You know, we had a very stable team, back in the you know the, the old heydays in the late 90s and the early 2000s, but that might have been because we were winning as opposed to we win because we were stable. But, you know, I think there's a, um, there's a, uh, a big, passionate 36er fan base who want to support teams and they want to get to know players, but the turnstiles have been uh, turning pretty fast these last few years and it's just hard to get a grip on it. So... Um, despite all the off, off-court success, um, the on-court success is still elusive and got a big job ahead. Sapper, love your work. I'll see you on Saturday night when we uh, the Sixers play the Taipans. Yes, good on you, Bonds. See you, mate. Rupert Sapwell there, former 36er, and now uh, my co-commentator for the Adelaide 36ers games, which you can hear right here on SENSA. And, um, It'll yeah. be interesting on Saturday. Yeah. he'll. Uh, I'll ask him some some more questions on Saturday. We normally have about a half hour pre-game, yep. So uh, and post-game. So it'll be interesting to see the change, men's whether there's a glaring change in the roster, like in who plays more minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, well, we'll find out it, whether it's much the same same for the first couple of weeks. We'll find out. Scotty's got a few that he favours or that he's more interested in giving some minutes to, but. Um, Interesting point from Sapper there about just cutting the whole group back and almost scarifying. Yes, scarifying. Great word. He's, he's a teacher. You know, <laughs> <laughs> loves to chat.